A Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter, beginning with verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will perish, as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish, just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came looking for fruit on it, but he found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should we be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let let it alone for one more year until I dig around on it and put some manure on it. If it bears fruit the next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am quite sure that sometime way back then, my parents may have had the inclination to wonder why they had decided to have me in the first place. However, by the time I had children, they were perfect. Well, not always. But when that happened, not quite so much. Their grandparents had the opportunity from for a visit from two little boys. Let's just say that any given point in time can be a trying one, and admitting an hour, an error, and there are times that things just happen, and any one of us may need a second chance. How many does one get? How many does a child deserve? One mom and dad are about to find out. (laughs) All of a sudden, it dawns, and guess what? You and I are the child. We are all children of God at all times. At my age, once a day comes to approximately 27,375 times that I've messed up in a day. Oh yes, been there, done that. But how can I be forgiven when I don't always forgive and forget? Sometimes it's almost easier to forgive than it is to forget. Here I am, Lord, all alone in my small boat. 
in any kind of altercation, it appears to be so easy to spot who is in the wrong. It is also so easy to see when they are really sorry, or if they are simply going through the motions. If only they, they what? Who what? It's me. Who, me? This morning, or this evening, we made the effort of getting to church or turning on the TV on time. And we thank you all for worshiping with us. We come here, we do it, because we realize we need so much more. So why do we fall short in trying to live our lives on our own? I say I yearn for someone, something bigger and better than I can ever be on my own. I hunger for some kind of a relief, a love that is everlasting. So I ask, take away my fears, take away my failures, or at least forgive them, as the continuous expectations overwhelm me. I admit, I can't do this all on my own. I can't get it right. No matter how hard I try, I make mistakes, I get forlorn, I get lazy, and the blame game starts. So I come here. I return to God. This place is God's house, our hearts is where God's home is. This book in front of us is his word of love that has the promise of all that God is and will be for us for the rest of our lives and beyond. There is hope. Here we can feel the closeness, the connectedness to our Savior. You probably have your own list as the many ways in which our God comes to you in this place or so many different places, any place, anywhere. God is there with us, always. We need people. We need each other. We live, we laugh, as, and we love as we sing, but we also cry and hug and uphold each other, even though we may never have met. In this place, in God's house, in his home in our hearts, we can love, we can say, I'm sorry. We can say, we are forgiven. Together and personally, Confession plays a huge part in what comes out of our mouths here. Peace and forgiveness can be found through prayer. With all this being said, 
Why do, we light, why do we allow ourselves to wander off on our own lost way when our parent, our God, can see right through our sincerity or lack thereof in the midst of giving us one more chance? Our Father just continues to give. In Isaiah, he says, we will never be thirsty. We will never be hungry, but there's a catch. Remember that child's reference? Listen. Listen. Seek the Lord. Call upon him. Let the wicked forsake their way and the righteous their thoughts. And let us all return to the Lord. What is so hard in what our heavenly parent asks for us? We come here. We go to our friends. We go other places. No matter where we go, we can search for our God. For our God will help. He is right here, right now, right wherever we are. The Bible has a pretty simple solution to all of life's problems. So I wonder, could it be that I want the solution, but I want it my way? How many times does a parent say, just listen to me for a minute? I remember it well. Right down from my children to my great-grandchildren, and they're all hearing the same line. However, parents continue to love just the same. Children are told to say, I'm sorry. Given a hug and warned, just don't do it again. And what does that kid say? Why? 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 Because we are hurting someone. God has given generations of us a second chance. A second chance a thousand times over through Jesus Christ. What would our life have been like without our Savior? I ask you to take this time to ponder that question. What would our life be like without a Savior, our Savior? Jesus was willing to sacrifice his life for us so that we can really live ours to its fullest. May we learn from our mistakes, but first on the agenda is to say, I'm sorry, and really mean it. This is the season of repentance, but it must be done over and over and over again. Why? because people are hurting. It might be a quick moment at school, or I might be sitting on the tractor. It might mean hours on our knees. But we must say, I'm sorry. 
However, now is also the time to show our appreciation to our God for showing us the way to love our neighbors as ourselves, as much as he loves us. Forgiveness isn't about cheap grace. There's no such thing. His son died for you and for me as individuals. Jesus has befriended each of us. Jesus loves me. This I know. Is that one of your hymns on the board? Forgiveness without repentance doesn't happen. Forgiveness without reparation doesn't happen. Our hearts must be at the center of remorse in order to make amends. Love isn't always easy. We have to work. We have to work at it. Today's gospel was just a little bit hard on me. Repent or perish. Tough love, quite simple. Every time we fail to say we are sorry to someone, a little of us dies. As we falter, God walks with us regardless, every single step of the way. Are we always there for our Lord, who is willing to die for us? And yes, that does mean including our neighbors, whether we particularly call them our best friend or not. Wherever they are, people are our neighbors. May we be with our neighbors in the Ukraine in prayer. May we also be in prayer for those who we adamantly oppose and the innocent who stand in the middle. This is how we can make a difference. Love rather than hate is by God's grace. So let us remember that Jesus, Jesus suffered also. Jesus suffered intense brutality from the hands of soldiers. And yet, as he was dying, he asked his father to forgive. Forgive them. They know not what they do. This is grace. Now is the time to do something, to repent. As we return to the Lord, so that he might have mercy on us and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. This is grace. Give the fig tree one more chance. Amen. <laughs>